This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner. I'm Solar Power World Editor-in-Chief Kelly Pickerel, and today I'm talking with Johnny Tall. He is president of DEPCOM Power, a utility-scale EPC and O&M company headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona. So nice to talk with you, Johnny. Happy to be here, Kelly. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, first, we are talking in early June, so I'm wondering how things are going at this point in the coronavirus pandemic. I know that DEPCOM works in many states, so has work been paused in certain areas? How are things going? Things are going really well. Uh, you know, like you said, we're building and operating plants in many states throughout the U.S. I've been successful in navigating the chaotic environment. The key is doing that safely, of course. Every state has unique restrictions and guidelines, logistical challenges, stay-at-home orders, things of that nature. Uh, But we've continued business under the umbrella of critical infrastructure and essential services designations. We've done things like issuing safe passage letters to our traveling teammates and uh, certainly implementing many enhanced safety measures, again, to keep the team safe uh, during this time. You know, kind of looking around at uh, what we're seeing in terms of effects of, of this, you know, one is a little bit in labor. You know, we've seen minimal attrition of labor force, you know, really in the single digits, so it hasn't been significant or uh, you know, unmanageable. Uh, one thing we do is we hire veterans as a core value where over 20% of our workforce is made up of our nation's heroes, uh, which we're very proud of compared to national average, which is around 6%. And I think that's one thing that certainly helped us. We found that their work ethic leadership is an inspiration to everyone else on the job site and in the offices. And uh, that's that's certainly a strong component of our success there. Uh, We've also done some other things like issuing temporary wage increases and bonuses to our project field teams. Not necessarily because it was necessary to retain the team, but really just humble appreciation of the hard work that they're putting into uh, our projects during this tough time that we're in. We recognize that a lot of our core supervision, as we work all over the country, a lot of our team travels from project to project. So not only are they dealing with the stress of the situation going on around them, but they're also remote from their families. So you know, very thankful for uh, the team that's working really hard to, uh, to get through that. You know, another interesting area that I was thinking about was the permitting and inspections. So you know, in the permitting process, relationships are always important. You can imagine even more so when uh, permitting offices are closed, personnel are working remotely, Uh, So we've been able to work closely with permitting authorities to utilize technology solutions to accommodate things like virtual page turns, pre-construction meetings, even video-based field inspections uh, to keep the projects moving forward. So it's it's been an exercise in solutions uh, that we're bringing to the obstacles as they, they pop up. It's interesting about permitting. I know just talking with other contractors in the industry, they're, they're hoping that maybe this pandemic can move us to more online permitting and just being able to do things more virtually. Do you, have you found that the permitting offices in, in, in those situations, have they been receptive to these options? Absolutely. I think that's spot on that the situation is really driving the necessity 
for change where a lot of these folks may be resistant to that under normal circumstances or embracing it now as a means to move things forward. Mm -hmm. Has anything else been affected by COVID? Has like financing slowed or, or anything else affecting getting your projects done? You know, while we have kept all of our projects on track during this time, there, there have been some impacts uh, just to normal business operations. You know, internally, things like the increased protocols for you know, safety for our team, uh, enhanced cleaning and distancing protocols, things of that nature, and a lot of increased communications. So for internal team, our partner subcontractors and suppliers and our customers, you know, we established an internal task force uh, for that purpose to make sure that information is real time and accurate and we're keeping everyone you know, up to speed with the ever-changing uh, dynamic around us. Uh, established a web portal uh, that would have real-time information and resources to assist our team. Uh, so that's uh, certainly added to what we do internally. You know, external to us, I'd say the most notable market impact we're seeing is a general slowdown to you know, what you mentioned on the financing side. Uh, the late stage development cycle of projects, uh, debt financing, tax equity for new projects is uh, slowing. I'd say what's encouraging is that we aren't seeing projects being canceled by any means. It's just taking longer to get through that process. Uh, but the longer term outlook is incredibly strong. The volume of projects in the development cycle is ever increasing. So you know, good news is coming, but we are feeling you know, that temporary slowdown. Uh, one of the things that we're doing to help in that regard is you know, joining many others in the industry as well to advocate for a revenue neutral cash grant for 2020 and 2021 you know, that would replace the federal investment tax credit for a period of time and accelerate the disbursement of those project, project funds uh, immediately to get to shovel-ready projects. So uh, looking forward to some fruit out of that effort and leveraging some of our relationships with folks in the administration and Congress and toward that goal. Yeah. What kind of solar projects does DEPCOM typically perform? Is there a certain megawatt size that you are looking for? And, and what is your like specific ge geographic coverage area that you're working? Yeah, we do have, you know, what we'd call our, our sweet spot in the market. You know, from a services perspective, uh, we perform a variety of services in the project value chain uh, from development support in late stage development cycle to full engineering procurement construction with in-house engineering disciplines and full O&M you know, long-term services after the plant is constructed. You know, while our headquarters is in Arizona, we do build in virtually every market in the U.S. that utility scale solar is active, which is ever expanding. Uh, we tend to focus on projects between you know, 20 megawatts and 200 plus megawatts would be our optimal you know, project range. And many of our founding teams started our solar careers on these expansive flat desert sites in California and the Southwest. And, but over the years, as the industry has moved, you know, we've developed a reputation of building tough projects throughout the country in uh, forests and on rock and swamps. And, you know, we've, we've kind of seen just about everything. Uh, so we have quite a toolbox of execution solutions to deploy. And, uh, we, you know, we've also faced our share of challenges and the diverse geographies present things like, you know, hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, wildfires. Uh, we've seen all of those things 
now we can add global pandemic to the list. But uh, you know, we're pretty proud we've never issued a force majeure claim in all of those situations. That's you know, one of the things that we feel is, is our job is to work hard and to step up for our customers, even when times are tough and uh, get the projects done. Yeah. How long has Depcom Solar been in the solar industry? How did you get started? Well, our team has been involved in the utility scale solar space since you know, the early 2008 timeframe, kind of the, the beginnings of the utility scale emergence in the US. I've been fortunate to build some of the largest projects in the world during the early years. Of course, when we started, the largest projects were measured in tens of megawatts. And then a couple of years later, they were in the you know, hundreds and 500 megawatt projects. So we've, we've seen utility scale solar evolve from you know, what used to be a high cost subsidy and mandate driven you know, form of energy generation to what's today the lowest levelized cost of energy in the US. So you know, our team's proud to have played a part in that transition over the last decade. But from a DEPCOM specific uh, perspective, we founded the company in late 2013 with 11 individuals uh, from the solar and power space of which I was fortunate to be one under the leadership and vision of our CEO, Jim Lehman. Uh, with you know, what we established at the time were a few guiding principles that we you know, hold to this day. Uh, we're a private company, all employees are owners and have shares in the company. And you know, we, we believe we have a unique character in how we do business. It's not complicated, it's pretty simple. It's just a, a do the right thing kind of culture. Uh, but focusing on you know, creating American jobs, hiring U.S. veterans, like I mentioned, uh, we give to charity. 10% of our net income uh, goes to the most needy. Uh, driving down the cost of electricity to U.S. ratepayers is incredibly important and you know, ultimately doing the right things for our customers who we wouldn't be in business you know, without them. So our you know, change order rate, about 0.5%. Uh, we're very low change order type of, of company. Again, we believe that we've been hired to step up and get the job done. And we want to be that no, no hassle EPC company, never issued the force majeure notices. And, you know, all of our projects have finished on time. We exceed our energy guarantees and you know, on the O&M side, maximize our plant availability you know, during that period. So, you know, reflecting on our very first projects that were won solely on the reputation of the individuals that made up our leadership team, you know, we're really blessed now, just a few years later, to win work and repeat business based on the performance and reputation of the company that we built in Depcom Power. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned, you know, you do development, you do EPC work, you you have the O and M, and I saw that you recently started a new division doing restoration, repowering, recommissioning. Why were these services a good option to kind of bring into what you do, what you guys do? That's right. So we currently operate virtually every project that we have built out of our NERC certified operations center here in Arizona and uh, a few maintenance hubs around the country. You know, the customer's need for these additional services became more and more evident over the last couple of years as a few key trends emerged. You know, customers experiencing plant performance metrics of you know, over 99.4% availability on their DEPCOM projects, 
started asking us to take over expiring operations contracts on other portions of their operating fleet uh, that we didn't construct, which weren't performing at those levels for you know, a variety of reasons. Like as the industry matures, another trend is a, a growing and aging fleet of projects with technology solutions, whether it be single axis trackers or inverters that may have exited the market over the years and are no longer supporting those platforms are not performing at optimum levels either. And probably the third category would be with the geographic diversity of you know, where projects are, the instances of extreme weather events you know, that may damage a portion of the plant require restoration. So, you know, among those things, we recognize that we're really well positioned to service that need in the market, given the specialized expertise that our team has in-house and, you know, the focus on risk reduction, maximizing plant availability, energy optimization, and ultimately cost-effective long-term maintenance programs, you know, for our customers. Great. Okay. Now, I understand that DEPCOM is committed to buying American-made products as often as you can. So how have these domestic supply chains maybe helped you through COVID or, or other uncertainties? Yeah, so DEPCOM is you know, very proud that we direct nearly 80% of the dollars we spend domestically. Uh, it definitely doesn't happen by accident. Uh, we actively work with our suppliers and you know, partners to shift supply chain to US sources and you know, work hard to ensure that we aren't paying more for that at the same time using you know, volume commitments and other sourcing strategies. Uh, but you know, to your point around the COVID situation around us, uh, we've really had minimal supply chain disruption during the pandemic, I'd say largely in part due to how limited the volume of imported materials and equipment are on our projects. You know, for the minimal disruptions we did see, we were able to mitigate any actual impacts by, you know, simple project execution strategies of you know, resequencing activities to accommodate shifted delivery schedules and, and things of that nature. But it really has been you know, minimal. Uh, I'm sure some of our suppliers at times may get a little frustrated with how relentless we are in this pursuit, but you know, we believe it's good risk mitigation and just important our country to bring manufacturing back and all the U.S. jobs that come along with it. Yeah, that is wonderful. So tell me about the DEPCOM Gives, this, this nonprofit that you're involved with. So this is one of my personal absolute favorite things about DEPCOM. You know, we founded the company, one of our core values that we set from day one was to tithe or to give 10% of our net income to charity in the community in the actual communities where we're building. And as you can imagine, when we started, 10% of zero was a pretty small amount. But uh, you know, that blessing has grown to what's now you know, millions of dollars a year with over $6 million donated to date to just some incredible organizations. So to ensure you know, good stewardship of those funds, we established a nonprofit organization called DEPCOM Gives with a mission to focus our donations on uh, 70% of that to the most needy. So this is the, you know, the hungry, the homeless, you know, the children that are in need in these communities where we're building. 20% to veteran organizations and the other 10% to educational and solar related initiatives. And we have a pastor on staff, Pastor Jeff, that personally goes into these communities 
and is our hands and feet to uh, find and thoroughly vet you know, the right organizations so we know that every dollar is truly making a difference. Our, our project teams and uh, you know, employees all around the country raised personally over $80,000 just recently in personal donations, so not corporate funds, but out of you know, personal paychecks to support the COVID-19 relief for individuals and families that have been hit you know, hardest by the pandemic. So just you know, really proud that our team just has a really big heart for uh, giving and uh, generosity and making a difference uh, around us. So very proud of the positive impact we're having in these communities. Yeah. How many employees does DEPCOM have now? Uh, we currently have about uh, 200 you know, management, supervision, engineering staff, and about 2,000 construction craft across the country, uh, across our projects. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. Really big hearts from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the challenges in utility scale right now? Well, you know, like I said before, the, the long-term outlook is incredibly bright for the industry. Uh, I would say there are a couple of you know, dynamics in the market that are presenting challenges. One would be the international trade volatility. It can certainly be disruptive, whether it be the ever-changing tariff treatment on bifacial module technology or you know, an outright import exclusion from adversarial countries and you know, things of that nature. It's, it's important to stay informed on the latest dynamics because they you know, can be complex and they also can change quickly. Uh, you know, equipment and materials make up the majority of the capital stack on a project. So, you know, the influence of these types of things can really move the needle. Uh, as far as you know, DEPCOM specifically, as we discussed earlier, we're fairly resilient to some of those influences due to our domestic sourcing strategies, but still a you know, very important topic to stay on top of. The, the other thing I would mention would be specifically resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic, the most notable impact does seem to be in terms of that general slowdown in debt financing and tax equity uh, on near-term projects. So projects that were already in process are certainly moving forward. Uh, the ones that were next in the queue seem to be taking uh, a little bit longer. But the long-term outlook is, is encouraging. Things are moving. And you know, one of the things we're doing is working hard with our customers uh, during that kind of slow period on upcoming projects to move as much forward as possible in terms of you know, engineering, per permitting, uh, pre-construction planning, the things that are fairly minimal capital expense so that once the financing is secured, you know, we're off to the races. Hmm. Okay. Are you installing storage at all? We are. Yeah, just uh, actually last month we installed an energy storage system uh, with Tesla on one of our PV projects in Colorado. And we're working on a number of other opportunities in you know, near term as well. Uh, you know, seeing where the industry was headed, we've invested in making storage integration a core competency in our in-house engineering capabilities and also established strategic technology relationships to make sure we can deploy those best in class storage solutions as the segment of the industry really takes off. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of everything, you know, coronavirus, everything that's going on, what is DEPCOM hoping to accomplish in the next few years? 
You know, we're, we're looking at the market that from our perspective and uh, seeing where it's headed is just so strong in terms of how sustainable it is uh, for planned new and replacement capacity on the grid. Uh, the economics of low cost utility scale solar ensure a very strong free market future. So we feel like, I mean, we are in the right industry and well positioned uh, to go down you know, that road and continue on the path that we're on. And we're laser focused on continuing a steady growth of market share year over year, expanding complementary business channels that we mentioned of you know, energy storage and what we call our three R business unit, the restoration, repowering and recommissioning. And maintaining just a relentless focus on customer service. It's the long-term relationships uh, that we're really investing in year over year. And you know, while we do that, it's just continuing to make a difference. And you know, we're so blessed to live in the country that we do. And we get to deliver low-cost energy solutions, create jobs, buy American products, hire veterans, give back to charity. I mean, we just absolutely love what we do and plan to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely have a, a strong background and, and I think you will definitely do well. But thanks for talking to me today, Johnny. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Kelly. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickerel chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World Podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com See you back here next month.